you'd ask me a question about like, where do you want to take the pod? Where do you see this going? And I said some wild shit like, oh, I'm taking it to the moon. Like if I keep talking like this on here, then it, I don't understand how it could. And I look back at moments like that, like that was, that was Earl Stokes. special right right <laughs> which the, i love that was this little tradition isn't, Thanksgiving that, tradition. isn't that so funny like how that happens yep. like like who would have like why is it you <laughs> like it's so weird I, <laughs> that like we just have this tradition of you coming during the holidays <laughs> to do I a holiday pod maybe because that's when i'm home um yeah. and so that's just when we link up it's and great it just happens to be right after thanksgiving <laughs> I, I love it so much. <laughs> Not even Christmas. We just kind of skip over Christmas. It's always just Thanksgiving. We do. We can do a Christmas one too. We can do Christmas. I'm all good with that. Christmas. I was just with Stokes last night, and he was like, "I told him that I was coming." He's today. still angry. <laughs> Isn't he always? <laughs> no, <laughs> he was good. Um, he was like, "We have to get on one together." Like, all right, all right I'll oh yeah, we still haven't. <laughs> He'll be angry on that one. Still haven't sure. done that one. Yeah. How's well? How is he with his his new? Uh, maybe this is too much. His new lover. <laughs> like, they're good they're, so he's he's not as angry he he's not as angry yeah, yeah. you yeah. can't be angry all the time when someone's just around loving you right <laughs> the other day he was like, yeah i was like how's hannah i haven't talked to her in a few days oh okay yeah but that's just how they do it so he's not angry okay yeah when was the last time you saw him because you saw him this summer didn't you uh yeah it was after he was i think in between like two comic cons that he was going to mm. like he had like he had driven to my house from one and then i think he was leaving to go to another one or he had one like the next day or something that like that he right. was out there hustling I, yeah. I mean i didn't talk for a little while um beginning of the summer but i know that he was one i think in like philly mm. um he was one in richmond yeah he's been all over with those lately what i will say is that man works. Yeah. Yeah. No, he hustles. <laughs> like, regardless, because there's all there's other sorts of things you can say, like him trying to fight off the the, the, the Twitter bots. He just told and, me last night he was got he got into a fight on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> there was a bit of me, and I don't know why, there was a bit of me that thought that he... It was a bit of like a persona. Like he was like, you know what I mean? Like he would come on here and he would talk about fighting, like the Twitter fights that he would have. And then I'm just like, this is kind of for the podcast. Like he's not really fight. And then we got off the podcast and immediately he looked at his phone. He was like, this motherfucker right here, like he's really going to respond to me like that. Like, I, like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. And I was like, oh, he's legitimately yeah. at war yeah. with these people. Yeah, I think sometimes depending on the person and what they're arguing about, sometimes it is kind of for the brand on Twitter. And it's just like, you know, this mm. like cordial discussions. Mm. But like the one he was talking about last night and like, nah, he's like, fuck that nigga. He, <laughs> <laughs> they were like fighting. Okay, it's like this forty-year-old man who. So he's got ammunition in the pocket. That he's but he never like, knows these people. No, I mean you never do. No, yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah. So he's. I'm not gonna say he's a Twitter troll. Mm. 
All right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that world enough. Um, yeah. Yeah, neither do it I. It kind of seems like the comic people, maybe that's just like a thing they do. Uh, yeah, I think it's much larger than the comic people. Well, I'm sure. I think a I'm lot sure. of I think a lot of people are yeah. just And I know here. for him, he's just like especially this one last night, he like he's just not putting up a disrespect and which is fair, I guess. It's like he's online. Just let it just let it go. It's he doesn't know you. Yeah. You know him. Yeah. But sometimes I I just think about the when it comes to disrespect, I get it. It doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Right. I often, though, think that because certain advice or recommendations for how to live life aren't easy doesn't mean that they're less good pieces of advice. Right. So so, for instance, there was a guy that had dropped. I'm at work yesterday in a restaurant. There's a guy. it's, It's sort of his job to drop this bread into a fryer. Right. Sometimes, though, and by the way, this particular bread, everyone loves. So essentially, this person should always be dropping this bread into the fryer. Mm-hmm. Like they should never not be doing it. But sometimes we got to go back there as a service and be like, hey, could you drop the bread? We ran out of the bread. Everyone in the restaurant wants this bread in particular. And the bread was now out of the fryer like it was he took it out off and he had racked it so that it could like the the oil the grease could sort of drain mm-hmm. out and it could cool off for a second and he walks away he's like he's now he got a plate of food and he's eating the food and we're still waiting on the bread and i see the bread that is racked it's ready to be placed into a nice little bowl and taken to where we need it right so i just go over there to to grab the basket and and to flip it over and dump the bread into the bowl. And as I go to grab the basket, he then grabs the basket and kind of moves my hand off of the handle. Right. So he could do it because it's his job to do it. Not for those few seconds that he was eating, but not for the few seconds he was eating. I'm just like, okay, I see you doing something like, let me go ahead. But he didn't like that. He also he, this, he also said no words as he did it. So this is like <laughs> so this was like a like a power dynamic sort of thing, like my bread, right. like my space. This is his territory. Type of thing. Right. Now, I could have been like, yo, fuck you, nigga, don't move. Don't <laughs> my hand was on the basket. Don't but but I think it behooves us to think about the fact that I'm about to fight this nigga over the bread basket. Literally. Right? You know what I'm saying? So my mom brings me to just, hey, go, go you go ahead and you you do the bread. <laughs> that's that's what my so I move on. That's me. Mm-hmm. That's me. Okay. I'm I'm not fitting to fight this man over this bread in this basket right here. Some people might say, because this is the the common thing, it ain't about the bread, it's about the principle. That's that's where people take it. That's yeah. fine. He can have that principle too, because <laughs> because I have different principles that that I move by. That's fair. Um. So yeah, I no, I I understand. I understand that. Well, and I think you know I'm not going to speak for Stokes, but like in some cases, it's you know this person has put up with disrespect by everybody for so long that mm-hmm. it's like now that you're at this point where you you're confident where you are and who you are that's like yeah you know you might fight someone over the bread um because it's just i know people that do that yeah 
I know people that they are not willing to not fight yeah. over the thing. Yeah. Whatever the thing is. And you express it perfectly because they're usually people that feel like they've been overlooked mm-hmm. or shunned or oppressed, marginalized, whatever. And those are a lot of the people that I've seen personally in my life that like they're not taking no shit. Not once ever to any degree from anyone. Right. Like as soon as they sense the disrespect, it's like it's up. Yeah. (laughs) It's fucking up. Which I, you know, I understand. um, Because I I mean, I can't imagine going through what these people have gone through. Yeah. But I think one of the. It should be funny. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Just sit back with your popcorn. (laughs) But I think that one of the biggest, you know, you've kind of. Stepped in, you know, from like your twenties to you know, now you're like this grown adult is when you can put up a shit with like um put up a shit like that because mm. you know it's just it's just not necessary um, when you can sit there and just let shit happen and not cop an attitude da 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 um that's growth. It is I I can't help but think about all the people that get shot. So I heard this story. I heard this story. And I think it happened down in like Alabama, maybe. I don't want to just put this on Alabama if it wasn't, but it was somewhere down south where someone, I guess, took someone's parking space. You know, like you in a parking spot, you at a Walmart and you see that someone's been waiting on his parking spot as someone is pulling out. And you just going to pull one of the moves where you just going to put your head down and just wheel in there real fast. I think they may have done one of those. Or maybe they didn't even know that they did it. I'm not certain. Mm -hmm. But they pulled in. Girl got out the car, walked into the Walmart. The person that was waiting for that parking space waited for them to get done with their shopping experience. And... Upon that girl coming back to her car, shot and killed her. Oh, my God. It's just not that serious. It's just you like you have other stuff going on. It's just not that serious. So this is the point that I'd be trying to get at is I understand disrespect doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. I, I understand the principle of respect and all that. I get it. I the question in, in the conversation I'll be trying to have with people that that are close to me that participate in this sort of stuff, I'm just like, listen. Because I'll, I'll say a word like petty, like, man, like this is this is petty. Mm-hmm. This is a trivial thing. And then I've had to have. The discussion of someone being like okay so what's petty to you or what's trivial to you what's minute to you what is a minimal act of disrespect or blah 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 to you is not that to so and so cool i get that what my fight is isn't always going to be what someone else's fight is and just because i don't feel like participating in some fight doesn't mean that the fight shouldn't be fought by someone else right like we all got to fight our own fights and find our own things important enough to fight for them i get that but we also have to have like an like we should be able to have an honest conversation about what has enough value for us to fight for. Like we should at least be able to have that discussion, because if not, then it's just anyone's fighting for anything at any point in time that they want. And 
everything matters to the utmost. Everything is code red, right. and it, we're just in the wild west, and everyone's shooting. So we're everyone. here fighting over bread, right? Yeah. So we got to have those discussions. Um. So it was it was Black Friday clearly the other day, and I I I don't really I don't participate. Right. Um, not because I'm too cool or just. I'm I, not. It's too cool. It, I've gone once with my friend and her mom when I was like 19 and I've not gone back since. How was it? I did not buy anything. It was too much. I did not want to be there. <laughs> I know a lot of people try to do Christmas shopping clearly yeah. on that day or, or there's much. maybe something you've been looking at all day or all year long. You're like, oh, I really need this air fryer and I'm going to wait. Till then to get the air fryer because well, it costs this I just much saw or a, a couch video, or something. Um, last night, I think it was Target. Some girl was going around and it would say like Black Friday sale, and she pulls out the paper behind it, and it was the exact same price as it was <laughs> like two days before. Um, <laughs> and she went around and did that for like five items. I'm like they're really out here scamming y'all. You know, you know they getting people. That's a fact. I mean, I'm certain that there are really good sales because I sure I know are. that there are, right. but I but we're not that, all doing that. But I know that shit happens too. Yeah, which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> But I don't I don't like shopping in general. I've never been at- <laughs> pulling back the thing. Literally, she went to like five different items and it was like oh. Black Friday sale, four twenty nine, pulls it out, four twenty nine. Right, yeah, this regular Wednesday. Right. That's funny as so. hell. Um but I I needed some some command strips so that I could put I don't know if you saw next to the fridge. Vomery has this thing. She really, she loves these little knickknacks and things. The bags? Yeah, it holds gallon bags, what? little mm-hmm. quart bags, small sandwich bags, aluminum foils. Oh, I didn't notice that it was like. Oh, yeah, they're all like uh, the different compartments. And then you have saran wrap and aluminum foil, and you can just pull it off the wall and rip it and stuff like that. I mean, it's convenient. It's mm-hmm. nice. I, I, I get it. It all houses this thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nice. So I needed some command strips to put that up on the wall. And so I just went across the street to Target in the and it is across the street Target in the amount of time that it took me to get to Target. I I don't know how many people I saw almost about to get into a car accident, Mm -hmm. people honking and not like the "Eh, eh," like letting you know, like, hey, hey, it's just like like those type of and people, fuck you, putting their right. fingers out the window. Yeah. And I'm just like, yo, it's not normally like that. Right. But but traffic and, and all this congestion and I got to get to this place because I got to get this deal. I got to buy these things before these other people get there. And I, nah, 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 nah. Like people are just so fucking mm. aggressive. Which is just and, so stupid because it's like, you know, if you are in, you know, bumper to bumper traffic, like, what, where do you want me to go? Two, two inches up, like, where do you want me to go? Or it's like when you're at a bar and, like, it's super, super packed. You know where you are. You know it's going to be packed like this. You know it's going to take you a second to get from point A to point B. You know that it's Black Friday. You know it's going to be a shit show. Yeah, but I don't, but I don't think. So this is the, this is the advice. That the, you're, the advice you're giving is sort of like this, this idea that I have about looseness about life is is very pervasive. It goes, it spills into so many different domains of life, and I've heard it and I've picked it up mentally throughout all the years. Like, here's one that seems like great advice, but also fuck you. Um, when you get in a car accident, just loosen up. Don't don't tense your body because that's how you break things. 
That's how you break a leg or break an arm is when you try to tense up and resist the car accident. Loosen up, just let your body go as the car moves around. That is the advice that is given. That is what you should do. It's a lot easier said than done. Exactly, which is everything that we're talking about mm-hmm. right here. It's like there's a looseness about life that would behoove everyone to probably participate in. Yeah. But if you feel like you're being disrespected or you're you're just angst, you're, you're just, you know, anxiety ridden because you're in a heavily, heavily congested area and humans don't do well Mm-hmm. Just boxed up on top of each other, all around each other. It's just you don't do well. Like people deal with too much anxiety for all of that mm-hmm. shit going on at the same time. And then you have the added factor of a possible whiplash or a car accident mm-hmm. or whatever, or just the whole power dynamic of this person just cut me off. Or they're, are they going to get there before me? No, I'm going to get there first. Like all of that bullshit, all that egotistical bullshit. Um, yeah, it's just not good. Yeah. So when my family called me when I was leaving Target and was like, hey, Earl, let's go to Tyson's and and hang out. No one has any real shopping to do. It's just like, let's just go. <laughs> we're going to we're going to sit. It's kind of family tradition, but the tradition. You, it's a family tradition to go to Tyson's on Black Friday. Yes. We'd be like they would go there and, and, and I would usually meet them after I got off of work, We'd sit at a place in Coastal Flats. We would get the same table every time, which is kind of a miracle. Uh, that it's kind of on the outskirts, so you could sort of people watch. And my little sister and maybe my mom would get up and go sh- do a, a little bit of shopping, like buy a couple of things. But we would just sit there and occupy this table, have some drinks, eat some eat some food, and hang out. And that was kind of the tradition. Uh, my aunts weren't going to be around this year and my grandma died like a year ago. So it was like, now we're down to like a few people. <laughs> my mom was like, I don't want to go cause I have a cough. So now it was like me, my brother, my sister, and my dad. And I'm like, yo, I feel like we're forcing this. <laughs> like we don't, you know, we don't have to do this guys. Like we can just, we can just eat all the leftovers that are right, at the you house. You can still like, hang out and still continue <laughs> the tradition together. We can do all like, sorts of shit. Maybe not Tyson's. Right. And they were like, no, nah, come on. Like, it's, it's once a year. Like, deal with the hustle and bustle once a year. And but, it, I, like, is it is it coastal or is it you guys being together? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm like, why, y'all? Like, you do. Like, we don't got to do this. So I'm like, I, family time, is y'all versus me. I'm going to relinquish. I'm going to compromise. Were you the only one who... That was like, nah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, you know, for, for non-health reasons, because again, like I said, my mom was mm-hmm. like, I got a cough. I don't want to go out there into the world with everybody dirty. So Did I'm like, you suggest okay. just like going to... Yes, that was the very first thing I said. It was like, <laughs> yo, like we don't have to do this. Like we can just chill. Like right. we can stop. Right. Stop. Like we don't, like I feel like we're forcing yeah. this. Like let's not force this. And so I was like, fine, I'll go get the table. Y'all meet me up there. They're like, all right. Oh, and by the way, because I FaceTimed them in the chat. I FaceTimed like my siblings in the chat. And I didn't even like the way they looked when they answered the phone. Like they just looked like they were still crusting their eyes. My <laughs> brother was on the couch. I'm like, I don't even like the energy. Like y'all look mad lukewarm right now. Like this, y'all don't even look like, this is why I really feel like y'all are forcing it. Because the energy. Is, right. Y'all are still in bed, bro. But you're like, like, bro, you go. got pajamas on. Like, you don't, you're not ready to leave the house and do this. Like, mm-hmm. so I was like, I'll go get the table. Y'all meet me up there. It was like, all right, cool. 
I turned on the car and started driving out of the parking lot of Target. And by the time I would have had to take a left to get on the parkway to start my actual journey of Mm -hmm. like 48 minutes to get to Tyson's. (laughs) And, you know, once you get to Tyson's, the park, mm -hmm. especially on Black Friday. Now you got you got to deal with parking attendants. They out there. You know, you can bribe them and give them a little bit of money and they might try to find you a spot somewhere. They might start doing some valet shit that they don't really do. Unless you really want to do the valet, it's going to cost you some real money. Mm-hmm. If not, you're just going to be driving around this parking garage going up so and up. 48 minutes. But you also go, it turns into an, an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. You're going to be in a very, very slow line of mm-hmm. cars going up the parking and garage. And when you go into Coastal, like, is it usually, I mean, I guess people are like shopping, but like, can you usually get seated right away? We, we never had a problem before. Um. I guess so many people are shopping. Like the the restaurants still have a little yeah. bit of room, and and Coastal does a pretty good job of like turning tables. And it, it's a big restaurant, mm-hmm. you know, they house a lot of people in there. Either way, before I was able to get on the Parkway, I was like, I'm not doing this shit. And I <laughs> called them. I was like, I'm sorry, guys. Like I can't. I'm j- I'm going home now. I'm I'm going home. Not only I'm just I'm not even coming to meet y'all no more. Like I'm just going home. And that's what I did. And they were like, oh, this motherfucker here. And they just, they they canceled the planes. Nobody went out. Well, they're, I mean, people are dropping like flies. Yeah. So they, so they were just like, all right, let's just stay at the house. So they didn't even go out. And so everyone just had a merry day. At home. Without all of that extra shit. Yeah, man. I just can't. So, but just the level of just anger out there. Why not do it on there. like a Saturday? Well, I guess you said that your mom and your sister sometimes will like get out of the table and go and do some shopping. But like... I think they went the next day. I th- not to the mall, but they went to Ocosa Flats and ate some food. And I'm sure it's a lot less stressful. Right. Just move the tradition one day. Yep, I mean, I, your family, y'all do what you want to do. But I just like the stress of Black... Like doing it on Black... In Tyson's? Tyson's is like a shit show regardless. I just feel like I and I do not say this flippantly, but the amount of mass shootings that have just popped off mm-hmm. in the past few years makes me a little wary about being out while people are in extremely high mm-hmm. stress levels. In highly populated areas. Like, I'm not saying that that should stop you from just going out and enjoying yourself and going to concerts and Mm -hmm. blah, 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 whatever. But it's like when I know everyone is angry, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's it's unnecessary, (laughs) especially because I'm not really going to be participating in buying a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no. There's always Cyber Monday. Yeah, there's always that, too. Yeah, I just... um. You know, I I woke up the next morning and Vomer and I drove out to Manassas Mall to our favorite spot, which is Manassas the, Mall is your favorite spot. The relax zone spot within it. Oh, is our right. favorite spot <laughs> and got some 90 minute deep tissue massages. And I was in that bitch floating. There you go. Floating. I I came in there with a certain amount of money cash knew when I was going to over tip them and in the middle of the massage I'm like oh no I'm tipping them some more mm-hmm. I I was in I felt so damn good during that massage I was in there legitimately thinking oh my gosh I don't think that they understand how much I appreciate the service that they're giving me right now 
Like, they have no idea how much I appreciate like, this. better than other places that you've been? Fuck other places. I'm sorry. Let me relax. <laughs> <laughs> Emotions are heightened right now. <laughs> you, I think we talked about this. You do or do not participate in, in massages? I, I know love a massages. Lot, okay, I know a lot of people feel yeah. weird about My people touching like, their body. Yeah. Nah, I love massages. Okay. Regardless of who's doing it. I mean, some are better than others, of course. Right. But but, but strangers, you're okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where do you go? Um, it depends. Um, if I'm, if I'm going because, like, I'm having, like, like back problems, I'll go to, like, Massage Envy. Um, oh, yeah. If I'm doing, like, a spa day, um, I've gone to, I think the name changed, but it was called Red Door. It was mm. in, um, oh, what's that place? Fairfax Corner, is that what that area is called? Okay, it was yeah. in there. Yeah, but then yeah. I think the owner changed. I don't know. I don't think but it was like a, a spa, nice spa. Um and then Fairfax Corner, the one with the AMC theater. Yes. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, REI, the outdoors. There's like PF Chang's. PF Chang's, um, Coastal Flats. Uh Uncle Julio's. Yeah. 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 yeah okay. Um it used to be in there. Um, but I don't think they're there anymore. There's like a nice spa. Um so I'd go there and then I've gone to a couple places in Richmond. Mm-hmm. And what has your overall experience been going to these places? How do you feel like going? Um, I feel leaving great. Okay. Um, massage envy, you know, it's not as much of a relaxation kind of massage. So I feel, I mean, I guess more sore, but they're kind of going for like the therapeutic. Um, yeah. They're, yeah. They're trying to get the knots out. Right. And stuff like that. Um, but still feel leading a little bit better within the next couple of days um, are you cold at all now i think it feels good with the fate okay on. good yeah good. i think the fate was a good idea um yeah i usually feel um there's a couple places that i've gone to in richmond where i leave and like i feel i'm gonna put this slightly more like a weight, closer to you um just is it good? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> just want to make sure it's picking you up perfectly. Um, where I felt, you know, leaving just like a weight lifted, I can feel my body like looser and I felt more relaxed and I've gone home and like my back pain has been gone. Okay. So you haven't really had bad, bad mm, experiences. No. Okay. I have. Um, so one place I went to, like, so I, I at my prior job, Clearly a spa, right? And mm -hmm. resort. Top notch. B beautifully done. I mean, you go in there and it's dark. It's enclosed. And this stuff matters. That mm -hmm. means that you're not hearing things going on outside of that world, which means it becomes very meditative. Mm -hmm. Like you're in a zone. It's sort of like being in a pod. Yeah. Right. One of the one of the times I got a free massage in there. Due to the little coupons they give you for doing well at your job, which is awesome perk that they had there. Um, they put me in a room where there was like a little fireplace off to the side. Oh. So there was a little fireplace going. They have a bowl of water, of like hot water, underneath your face, like on the ground, where like where your face would be mm -hmm. planted. And they put some essential oil, like whatever essential oil scents you want. So that's sort of like wafting mm. up in your face. As you're as you're laying there, um, a huge part to this experience is the the face pillow that you put your face in is disconnected from the table where your body sits, meaning your esophagus isn't being pushed into anything. Mm -hmm. Some places that's not the case. Um, 
So that can get a little uncomfortable. It, it, the, mm-hmm. That little headspace needs to be disconnected right. from the the, yeah. the table. Um, I mean, they fucking knew what they were doing, mm-hmm. which is amazing, yeah. right? When you really know someone that they've been doing it for 10 plus years, they're certified and all sorts of shit. Like, they're, they're amazing. They exactly know, like, depending upon what it is you need, they can switch up the techniques and all this sort of stuff. They're hot towels. There's, you know, hot, hot stones and all sorts of amazing stuff that they're doing. They're beautiful, right? But aside from that experience... Me going to other places, she took me to a place for my birthday a few years ago in Fairfax. Terrible. It almost seemed, the way we put it is it seemed like they were pranking us. It was that bad? It seemed like it was a joke. Like, it seemed like they, like it was you and I, and we just started, we were like, yo, you trying to make a place? Like, I got this money. I got, we can lease this spot out. I think we can really make some money and fool these people into giving us their money. Like from the moment you walked in, it like they were they were nice at the front. But like, what did it like? Did it look like it, it was looked? Just... It looked like a decent place. Okay. But the people, like, I was waiting for the massage to start, but they were just like rubbing my body. It wasn't even Swedish because Swedish is like the you know the mm-hmm. not the deep tissue. It just seemed like. They were just rubbing oils on my body. I've been, I've, I have been somewhere where, and I, I'll read the reviews before. And some people, some people will say that it's great, and other people like it's it like it was just they were just rubbing you. It wasn't like a yeah. massage. They're just like yeah, just rubbing you and like right. just kind of like touching you right. a little bit. And I'm just like, what are y'all yeah. doing? <laughs> yeah, like they're like giving you like small like little finger massage, like a little like like the tips of their like finger. They think they're doing something. Yeah, I'm like, what like... the fuck <laughs> are y'all doing right yeah. now? So that was terrible. Like, I walked out of there legitimately thinking, how does this place even stand mm. as an establishment? This doesn't make any sense. Another place I went was at a spa that I love to go to, a Korean spa that has, uh, like, this thing called a poultice room where they have mats that you can lay out on. It's like a community room where there's just, like, a bunch of mats, and people go to sleep on the mats. They have a little ramen and other eatery shop in the back you can just eat food back there you have this little bracelet they give you when you walk in so you can just pay for stuff with this bracelet people spend all day long in this place there are like eight different hot rooms like different saunas different styles like a charcoal room an amethyst room a a salt room, the clay marble room where you walk into this thing and you just like fall into a bunch of clay marbles uh, that you, and you just you just lay your body in it and it feels so absolutely just beautiful on on your on your body. Um, just imagine like the little play ball pit and like a Chuck E. Cheese, mm-hmm. except the balls are very 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 tiny and you can just kind of like settle your body inside of it and it's warm, beautiful. And then they have a cold room. It's like an igloo and you go in there. It's like thirty degrees, uh, and that's the opposite clearly yeah. the cold therapy. Um, beautiful beautiful place. They even have a small gym upstairs. Wonderful. Where is this? This this is in uh, Centerville. What is it called? Uh, Spa World. I'm about to try that. And then there's another place called King Spa. I've heard of that one a lot. And um, I've heard that that's like I've heard that's that is next t- level. Right. I haven't um, been yet though. I haven't either. That's on. It is on my list. Um, is that in? Is that like Annandale? Uh I don't know. I think it's in Chantilly. That sounds right. Chantilly yeah, sounds right. I believe it's in yeah. Chantilly. No, I've, I've heard that one is. I'm, I'm ready to go there yeah. next. Uh, anyway. Um, 
But I got a massage at that place, the spa world. Mm-hmm. And it was cool. They Their techniques, they were amazing. We got like a couple's massage. So we're in the same room getting them done. The ladies were amazing. They're whipping your neck around and picking up your leg and holding down your spine and yeah. cracking you in different ways. You know, they folding you up in there. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. Until the end when... We had paid at the very beginning Mm -hmm. because that's what you do. And they say that the tip is included in the payments. We're like, all right, that's cool. That's fine. Like, you throw that in there. We were very happy about the service that we got. So we're like, yeah, sure. Take that tip. Mm -hmm. And then at the very end, before the ladies opened the door and let us out, they were like, would you like the tip? And we were like, oh, well, the the tip was included. Like, it was a part of the the contract. Like, it was was all there. And And... she was like, yeah, I know, but tip, tip more. And I was like, um, okay, th- that's a- aggressive. That's, that's pretty mm-hmm. aggressive. Um, I mean, how much are you guys getting? Like, what is the percentage you guys are getting out of, out of the tip that we've already paid for? Mm-hmm. And her response was, not enough. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> not enough. Oh and, uh, we're just like. <laughs> All you should be right. getting 100% of the tip. I was like, um, maybe I'll add another 10. She was like, that's it? And I was like, oh, okay. And Von Marie, she doesn't play. So I'm much nicer. Von Marie don't play none of this stuff. She was just like, okay, we're leaving now. We're leaving now. Thank you very much. Yeah, she should. Thank you very much right. for your... Especially yeah, 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 the yeah. way that she went about it. Yeah. Yeah, which I have read in some... Because um, some of the places that I've gone to in Richmond um, were like, um, I don't know if they were Korean, but they were Asian-centered. Um, and they did an amazing job. Um, I had never had that problem. But some of the reviews said that, like, when they finished, they're like, yeah, they're just like, they're like, tip? Are you going to tip? And it's like, well, I, like, I did. Or they want, they ask for more. And it's like, yeah. well, I already tipped you. And I feel like I've tipped you what, you know, you're deserving. <laughs> and they're just, like, holding you hostage. I've never had that problem. It's yeah. always been great. Um, yeah. But I have heard of these aggressive tactics. And then and then the third one. So the reason why we went to this one, because, you know, for us in the morning, it's not a bad drive at all. But to get back over there from here is like a 36-minute drive. Not bad at all. Definitely worth it for a 90-minute massage mm-hmm. of the caliber of massage that we're getting. We're like, let's look up another place maybe closer to here. We found some lady, and Von Marie was like, yo, listen to this lady spiel on her website. It was like, one, you you had to tip before. She was like, all right, that's already like, hmm, I'm not certain because I want to know what the service is like, Mm -hmm. but okay. We may be able to get over that. But then this lady got weirdly aggressive. It like... In like her bio and shit and her about us. And it was like, I've been gifted, you know, these powers from God above and and please don't go against my beliefs or my rules or you'll be sorry for your actions. (laughs) This is on the website. This is on the lady's website. This is for a a Yeah. And, and 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 then it below was like list of my beliefs and was you know talking about she was very devout Christian and all these things that like you could not do like do not walk in here smelling like smoke or dog or anything strong or any like anything that is displeasing to me you will not like 
my course of action if you do like it was what just, does that even mean bro what I, does that mean i don't know but what I'm not does gonna, that mean? i don't know but i'm not gonna figure it out <laughs> what is that i feel like like i mean was this like at her house did she have like no, this was like a spa facility no it's not <laughs> <laughs> no it's not <laughs> I feel like you'd walk in. It's like as you're getting massaged, she's going to start like preaching about something. And next thing you know, you're going to be surrounded by people and they're going to be trying to get you to like drink the Kool-Aid and join the cult. Bro, I was not going to figure (laughs) it out. But I'm just like, how does this exist? Like, what is going on here? Did she just Google like spas near me and this lady just popped up? I think she was on Groupon. Like, so Mm. she had found a Groupon. And this is the one that we clicked on. And like after that, I was just like, you know what? We just going to take the drive back to the place where Lisa's working at because we fuck with Lisa mm-hmm. and them. And it's one of those things where it's like once you find a good spot, it's like, you know, a barber. It's like you you make that drive. And like, speaking of the barber, we're, we're going to drive 36 minutes to go to the Manassas Mall, to go to the Relax Zone spot that's next to the barbershop that's bumping music you got little kids running around outside they crying they screaming it's across <laughs> the hall from the ihop so it's like you gonna get some other right <laughs> some other sounds and shit and we are okay with that yeah because of the service that they're gonna give and they're very pleasant in there they're gonna give they're gonna hit us with the the free hot stones hot stones yeah nice. like yeah. You, fuck it nah because other- i mean you can only expect so much it's in a mall yeah yeah so you just so, gotta you just you gotta you rock with that, do. right? And if the quality is there, the quality is there. So yeah, so that's that's what that's what we was on. So Maybe was, you guys could like take some like headphones. Um, nah, I was good. I was good. Like I said, I got loose in there and mm-hmm. just was just. You were in the moment. Come yes. Blocking out everything else. That's it, good. Yeah, it's just. I've been getting much more in depth with with a looseness about mm-hmm. life. Uh, I feel like it's come from the ultimate teaching uh, that psilocybin magic mushrooms has ever given me. Uh, I don't know if I ever told you, but I, I took a like a 35 day psilocybin retreat in a sense. I didn't go anywhere. Was oh, just, I, just, I was just living. <laughs> that was my next I was question. just living in regular <laughs> life. I just decided to take magic mushrooms in, in microdose for 35 days straight. Um, but the ultimate sort of lesson that I ever get on this thing is this overwhelming sense of be with the current. Like, right, this is kind of what we're talking about. Like, stop the resisting. Stop locking mm-hmm. up during the car accident. Stop flicking people off and like, stop fighting, fighting, fighting for, right? Um, and find yourself sort of encoded in the matrix, mm-hmm. if I will. Right now, I'm speaking sort of poetically, but you, you get. I mean, it's coming from you. Kind of get, yeah. You kind of get what I'm talking about. Um, I think that this why there are all these phrases like "go with the flow," mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I was thinking as I was getting this massage about the balance between looseness and rigidity. And that there, there's, there has to be some balance there. Like you just can't be loose about everything just and be loose about looseness. Like that doesn't seem, that seems like you're just kind of in the wind at that point. But also have an aversion towards super rigid, rigidity for rigidity's sake. You know, just, it doesn't seem fun for right. me. 
so I was thinking about where my balance is with those with those two things. And what immediately popped in my mind is just how interestingly rigid my life is in certain aspects, but it's rigid in the respect of gaining looseness. So so I have I'm very rigid in that I I need to exercise Mm -hmm. like I like exercising. But all exercising does is like loosen up my body. It helps like clear my mind and it, it, it clears anxiety. Right? I love sauna. I love these cold showers now. But all that does is help me sweat out toxins and relax my muscles and bring me to the present moment, especially with the cold. That shit will wake you the fuck up mm-hmm. and get you in the zone. Um, did that right before you got here. And... Then I was thinking about the massage that I was getting and just like the looseness in my body. And I just can't help but think that so much of the anxiety people do have is just in all this pent up, you know, just like all these knots in, Mm -hmm. in their body. And they just don't even know just how tense like sometimes you'd be tensing your shoulders or your jaw muscles and you like you don't realize it. Mm-hmm. And like until you do, you have to, oh, like I got to fucking relax my shoulders. Yeah. I got to relax my jaw. Like why am I like tight for no reason? Um, and so I, I have like a rigid sort of regimen as to how I try to attain looseness. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like. It allows you to get in this space or it has allowed me to get into this space, which makes everything so much easier. It's so much, so much easier. It's like you've heard um, athletes say, definitely in the NBA, I've heard say that you do a bunch of work during the offseason. Like all your practice is so that when you get in the game, you can just play. Mm hmm. Right. You're like you've done all the hard work. You've you've done all the grueling, painstaking day in, day out, fucking just hard work. And then you can just go play like your body can just move. Um, my little sister was talking to me about Simone Biles, who had gotten the spins, gymnast call it during the last Olympics. And so instead of just doing what she does. There was some mental block that was not allowing her to. So she would start doing these fucking aerial spins and get lost of where she was mm. mid spin, like mid, you know, move in the air, which cannot be a fun feeling at all. Fuck no. At all. Try doing a 720 aerial split somersault, whatever the fuck those right. things are called. <laughs> and you're lost yeah. midway through it. Yeah. You come down and land on your neck. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Right. Like this shit is dangerous what they're doing. We just don't think of it because they just make it look very easy. Mm -hmm. But just think about how dangerous that is. Yeah. But and people have talked about it with golf as well. Like when you start thinking about what you're doing as opposed to going through the motions. There's clearly a, a long bit of time when you're learning and you have to learn all those steps. So you do have to think about what it is you're doing. But at a certain point in time, you've done it so many times, it's just ingrained in your body. Mm-hmm. Now you just do it. It's mm-hmm. just muscle memory. I just want to do a backflip. I just do a backflip. I don't think about the different steps to do it. Yeah. Right. Um, and and so th- this this rigidity 
this hard work regimen that any of these different athletes or any of these people have to do to get to a point of looseness. So now they can just go and do the thing is kind of like what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. So when I was just in the, in the massage table, like this, these are some of the thoughts that were just going through my mind as all these little kinks were coming out of my body as he was just massaging me and cracking my body up and twisting my hips and lifting my legs and massaging my scalp. Oh my mm. God. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be done right though. There are some people, it's just not done right. They're just kind of like there. And then <laughs> when they're just kind of like there, all I can think about is I'm just going to walk out looking like I took a bath with the toaster because my curls are going to be just, and I'm just like, no, you got to, you got to get like in there. You got to mm. get under the hair, down to the root. Yeah. And then get, that's when it's done. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got some warm oils mm-hmm. too. Yeah. When was yep. the last time you got a really good head, head massage? It's probably been a while. Scalp massage, yeah. It's probably been a while. Yeah. I mean, I like I like it, but I'm I am picky about it. Like you have to like really get in there. I don't wanna Because <laughs> <laughs> I just if it's just like surface level, just like no, no, get get tangled into my hair, down to the scalp, mm. and then must yeah. So I don't know. It's been a little while. Mm, I'll give you one. I think that I I think I give a good one. You think so? Yeah, for sure. Damn, you don't got the way you looked at me. I, I, hold on, there was something about the way your eyes. I don't know what I caught just now. It was something you were just kind of like, yeah, whatever, nigga. Like, it was something beyond the face where you were just like, yeah, whatever. I really feel like if if you gave me some time, we got all sorts of oils in this house. We got almond, we got jojoba, we got uh, avocado. We have all sorts of because you know she buys all this mm-hmm. stuff for her brand, right. so we have all sorts of oils i really feel like i i give a good one uh we could warm a little bit up it doesn't have to be today but some point in time i feel like i can get you i can get you i'll take you up on that okay cool um i do want to i do want to talk about this just because you brought up it's been a long time since you got a good one of those i was thinking about who the human would have to be to give you that and then it made me think about us talking about the dating experience mm-hmm. that you were having before. And I want to get into this because I have some theories okay. that have been percolating okay. over the co- uh, course of the last few months. And I want to see what your ideas of them are. Um, I just have to go to the bathroom first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> bathroom break. <laughs> I will say, um, because I don't, I don't think I, I have said on here, uh, we had kind of met through dating, mm-hmm. which is one awesome. And I'm super grateful that we can be in the place that we're in now. Having started there, a lot of people don't don't make it there. Mm-hmm. They don't they can't like be cool with each right. other um, for whatever set of reasons. Maybe it, it ended. Usually things end terribly or you feel like, you know, you weren't able to. Or you just don't, you didn't see that person that way. Like you don't even, if it was like, if we're not doing that thing, then there's no other space mm-hmm. for us to occupy. So I'm glad that that is not at all the case Me here. Too. Very, very happy yeah. about that. So yeah, I love, love you. the outcome. Yeah, I, yeah. Lo- I love you Which for is, that. Which um, is something that I've talked about um, with a couple of people recently, just like, because some I feel like it's like a controversial topic of if people think that, um, you know, two people of the opposite sex can just have like a platonic relationship. Mm. And then... Um, there's all these like little lines that get blurred if it's like, well, well, like if you dated or if, you know, if you've just been strictly friends, da, 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 and I'm like, I don't, I don't really 
really feel like that makes a difference. I feel like, I mean, there are some factors that can make a difference with that, but it just kind of, it's a case by case. I think that two people can just be like platonic friends. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. So, so, all right. This would be a good segue into this, this whole discussion. Um, so look at you, Podden. Um, I do what I can. I, <laughs> I, I I love that conversation, and I think we can open that conversation up by saying that everything like we, we're doing a disservice to any conversation to say that there aren't there aren't nuances to mm-hmm. it. So what I will say about what you've said so far is, I absolutely believe that there can be platonic relationships with people that were once dating, never dated in our opposite sex or attracted mm-hmm. sexes. Um, th- that's just a fact. Right. <laughs> one, some one. people like really disagree with that. Like whether, whether you dated well, or anything, just what like, is plat- see, because maybe they're stating that you don't find that person attractive or something. It, but, and I, I, I guess, I guess maybe, but I feel like some of the things that I've heard, it's, um, you know, like if you find that person, if you find each other attractive, or you find that one person, like you can't have a platonic relationship. Oh, I can, see. I can find somebody attractive and like, we're, we're and just, ju- and just We're just And just friends. not you fuck just, them? Like, like, right. like, like, <laughs> like, I'm trying to figure out like. <laughs> I don't know. Because, <laughs> because, because the point that it, it no longer is platonic is when you decide to have some sort of sexual intercourse or right. something, correct? Or right? I, like, like, I mean, I would think so, but I think that even you know, you can have somebody who maybe you did have some kind of experience like that, and then you've like, because I have somebody who like you know, years and years ago, um, we messed around like a little bit, um, but I've known them now for I don't know, twelve years, and like. We're like we're friends. That's one of the homies. Um, it's been ten years. It's platonic. I, I okay. I think that people are afraid to have certain discussions because I think that we are in in a well. I don't know if it's in an age. This may have always been the case. Um, my my sense of history has always been bad. Um, we're very moralistic. We, we love to call out who is being immoral in any situation. And we, we think that if you, you do this thing or you feel this way, like you're, that's an immoral, unethical thing, you're a bad person. People are complicated and relationships are complicated and feelings are complicated. Mm-hmm. And they're very, very complex and they're very deeply layered. So that's, like I said, we, we're doing a disservice to things to say that they're not nuanced. So there are so many situations, and I've been a part of so many of them, and if you pay attention, you'll just know that this is the truth, where if certain circumstances arise, then something else will be birthed from those set of circumstances. So yes, you could be dating someone and then no longer date them and then you could hate them or you could still love them. You could want to be around them. You could not want to be around them. You could come back together later on and still find that person just as attractive as you did before or less or more. And you could you could conceptualize a life where 
that picks up later down the road where something happens. You now split up and you're no longer with the person you were. And then later on, you guys still like each other. Like you, you're still because think about this. You want to be good friends with the person that you the person or persons that you are dating. Mm -hmm. You want to be good friends with them. So. It would make sense that if you still found that person physically attractive and, and like desirable sexually and they were a great friend of yours and you guys could laugh about stuff and talk about whatever that you, you may be open to exploring that if the circumstances were set up for it, if they were right for it. So th that's just like um, I'll, I'll have this conversation with people sometimes. I'll say um, like it'll be a, a woman that I know. And she has a, a guy friend and he is dating a woman. And I'll say, do you, once that guy friend and his girlfriend break up, I'm like, do you think that he's ever had a crush on you or that he's ever wanted anything more with you? And she'll say to me, oh, no, like he's been so in love with her. Like he's 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 been with her like the entire time I've known him. I'm like, that's not what I asked you. <laughs> like I, I, I think people are very scared to say that their feelings are bigger, right? That they have a higher capacity for for love and for like and for lust than one human being, and that's not to say that you need or you ought to act on it. I'm just saying that that it is there, like that you're a, the human being with complex feelings about things. And you can see how you can conceptualize how that could happen. Right. Um, and, and I just think that that's just an, an honest view of it. But, yeah, you can have a platonic relationship in the fact that you just decide to not act on something. And you just you understand the social ramifications of if you did and whatever that case is for whatever set right. up of relationship you have with the people in your life. Like you can come, come across somebody of the opposite sex who you just kind of click with. Y'all don't have to fuck. You can just be friends for sure. But you would be surprised how many people just don't like, nah, nah. If I, if, if I find them attractive in any kind of way, nah. Well, that's childish. Yeah. I've, I've, I've had friends that are women that, known him for years and years and nothing has ever happened yeah and then something did happen right so does that mean that it was never platonic because something happened eight years down the road like that's that doesn't no. right like no, it because because there was an opportunity because there was a chance a possibility that something could happen does that mean that it's not platonic I, I I don't I just don't I don't I, I just think things, that these are very base ways right. of having the conversation. Yeah. yeah. So then where like okay so after that incident like did you guys continue like are you guys still friends like that one yeah. thing like imagine that like you could there are there are adults that can have sex with a friend and leave it there. Mm -hmm. there I just in case some people don't know that. There are adults that can do that and not want to ruin the other person's life for any reason. Like they're just like, yo, I like you. You like me. We we 
we love each other or we're just we really, really appreciate the other spirit being here. We're, we're grateful for them being here. And we're we also find this sexual attraction in this moment. We can explore that. And, and it, it doesn't mean that we have to go elope. Mm hmm. It doesn't have to mean anything more than that. We can just now we can just hang out the next day, just like we did the day before, mm -hmm. and just go get some cheeseburgers, and that be that. Yeah, we can do that. There are people that have the the mental and emotional capacity and maturity to do that. I've partaken. Mm -hmm. so, do you think that that'd be where like friends with benefits is? Because I've. Yeah, you can do that, but it. But I feel like when people say friends with benefits, you are now taking on the assumption that like when I want to have sex, like I should kind of be expecting mm. that like you want to have sex with me. Mm -hmm. Like you're signing a contract, being like we're friends, and like when we get together, like we're gonna this is what we're, we're gonna, gonna do. have sex, yeah. as opposed to like we can have sex today and not for a year. Yeah. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. There's just nuance to things. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's just nuance. Yeah. So, and like I said, I've, I've partaken. So, yeah. like, I, I, I know this. Yeah, you just, but I will say, like, this is probably going to be the theme of this whole episode. I suppose easier said than done. I suppose it seems really, really nice, but maybe people are going to hear this and be like, I don't believe that. Oh, I'm sure that, I'm, what, that doesn't make for any sure sense. for sure are going to be. I get it. And yeah. I get it. Yep. Easier said than done for one person compared to the other. Um, mm. You know. That's rough. Because there, <laughs> there are times where I hear something and it's just like, you know, how how can somebody's mind work like that? Mm. You know, it just, I, because, mm. you know, I don't agree or my mind just doesn't work like that. I'm like, that sounds crazy. But mm -hmm. if this was, you know, if I'm a listener who's listening to this, I'm like, no, y'all are crazy. Like, you can't just be friends. You know, it's just. Well, then that's where you are. Right. And, and, and there's nothing and wrong I, with yeah, it. Yeah, I respect yeah. that. If that's how your mind works and you you can't even fathom doing that with a friend of yours that you also find sexually desirable, then, then I guess you're not going to do that. Yeah. And maybe some people have just problems, um, or not problems, but like a harder time disconnecting feelings. Like they wouldn't be able to do that because yeah. they will, you know, start to catch feelings, mm -hmm. um, which is fair. Yeah, that's also that. fair. Um, I feel like I'm like I'm one who, if I go into something like this is what it is, it's not gonna be anything more. I'm not. I can just disconnect those feelings. I think I think more people can if set and setting means so much. Like the why. That brings you to do something, your intention going into doing something and people being on the same page about what that is and communicating that thing and, and just in and, and creating a setting where that. Uh, that encourages that like that's I think that it depends. I think it depends. Oh, on I think I forgot. my. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. It depends on what um, I think that it depends on the person. Um you know, just like anything does. Like I, there was somebody who, um, I was friends with first, not, not for very long. I met them through some of my other friends and we, you know, I happened to be at their house at the same time and came cool and everything. And it became a friends with benefits kind of situation. And I'm, you know, it was very clear, like this is a friends with benefits kind of situation. So when I go into it like that, like I'm, I, I just, we're disconnecting feelings. This is what it is. You know, we're cool. We hang out. Um, but like, well, we hang out with, you know, the group together typically, but like when we're together, then becomes the benefits. 
this person ended up catching feelings. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah, yeah. it just depends. Yeah, it does. It definitely does. I um <clears throat> Yeah, I I think that we as people have an issue um when it comes to dating in that we're very much for self. We we often take wins and losses in incongruity with what what have I gained? Like, what am I, how am I being served from this thing directly? As opposed to an overall gratitude for the thing. So when I say that, I mean, like for you, like for a friend of mine, any loved one of mine, in this, it was, it was interesting because I just had a conversation with a, uh, with Va Marie and a guy named Nick that came here, a friend of mine, about people reaching out to one another. And like, whatever it is that you feel like you need to know that your people love you, right? Um, my interactions with people let me know where we stand. So you and I, we've cultivated a very particular relationship. I don't need to hear from you ever, really. The, the way in which you and I leave our space is the way that I'm going to feel about where we are. Mm -hmm. And until I hear differently from you, that's what I'm going to think mm -hmm. for the most part. Um, I think a lot of people don't feel that way. And a lack of, a lack of phone calls, a lack of communication and distance will corrode that idea and they'll think, oh, they don't love me anymore. They don't, they don't feel the same way they used to. I don't, I don't feel that I, because it's not about me. I have a gratitude for JP, the spirit, like who you are, regardless of what it is that you bring into my life. Mm -hmm. I'm just glad that you're out here existing in the world. And I feel grateful to ever be able to participate in that path along with you for however long I do that. We spend a couple hours together. Okay. It's a couple hours on that path together. And then when you leave, I was just grateful for that. Mm -hmm. So when I look at things that way, I'm just grateful for whatever I get at any, at any moment. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the shower. I'm in the cold shower, right? Ice cold. And I'm and I'm saying this mantra of just like thank you, thank you, thank you for as as long as I'm in there because what I'm what I'm thinking is the 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 capability to feel the sensation of cold. There's a, there's a world where my where my nerves break down or my nerves stop firing and I lose tactile sensation. People have lost feeling places. I have my feeling. So what, what seems like a terrible time sitting inside of a cold shower is actually a time for thankfulness for me because I can feel the cold. That I could, I could just not have that ability, but, but I, I do. You feel the hot. And I, can, and I feel the hot. And I, do, and I go sit inside 180-degree saunas <laughs> too. And I think, I think whatever that I can, that I have this sensation, that I have the capability of feeling this, right? So 
I'm just, I just try to practice gratitude. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I don't need you to continue to try to serve me in any, in any sort of way. And I think that if you look at things in, in that perspective, then you'll just say, I'm just glad I got to have that moment with JP. Mm -hmm. I, I don't need it to be a continuum of moments strung together. I just, I'm just so grateful that we had that time. Mm -hmm. I think that's one thing that I've kind of picked up from you um, is I remember like when we were first hanging out, I feel like after every single time we hung out, I always got to like, thank you for your time. I'm like, you know what? That really it's just an important kind of um, sense of gratitude. Thank you for your time. You know, you being able to share the, um, the space and the time and you just being here um, is appreciative. Um, and so anytime I leave hanging out with somebody, um, I always send them kind of the same kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Cause I think that means like, yeah, you know, thank you for taking the time to be with me. That means a lot. Appreciate that. Some, some people don't, some people don't appreciate other people's time mm -hmm. because they don't appreciate their time. Like they don't appreciate time. They yeah. don't, they don't really think about it. And I think that those are the people who, um, you know, need to be with somebody, um, constantly to know that like, there's still something good there. You know, it's like. I have friends, we talk, you know, whether it's every day or a few times a week, da, 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 whatever. And then I have friends who we catch up when we can, you know, they're out there doing their thing. We're adults now. We have other stuff going on, but you should still be able to, you know, when that time does come where you guys are together, that it's, there's no problems. You know, you don't have to know that I, or think that I've, you know, forgotten you or there's problems because we haven't spoken. Just imagine becoming an adult and carving out your own life and then now because of that as a consequence every time you get together with a friend of yours you have to spend that time apologizing and trying to figure out where you know some footing in the relationship again and you don't actually get to enjoy the time with them because you're apologizing for not for being an adult and having a life. I wouldn't do it. Because I've had people like that. It's like, I'm like, listen, like, if, if you want to reach out to me, I'm not it's not to say that I'm just gonna like, you know, leave you on red. Like, yes, I'll reply. But you can't expect me to be on my phone 24 seven to, you know, entertain you and your needs and everything. Like, I love you. I'm here for you. But like, I have other stuff going on. And that's okay. You have other stuff going on. There's not a problem with that. We are both two separate people. It does not mean that I love you any less. But well I guess for some people, easier said than done. <laughs> easier said than done. Um, so so uh, when you were last here, you were talking about your dating experience. As I've heard from various innumerable amount of people at this point in time, boring. Uh, is are you still experiencing it? How long has it been now since you were last here? Do you have any idea? I was here after my cruise, um, okay. which I I think it was sometime in June, June or July. Okay. Wow. Has it really been that long then? It's just been a couple months. Yeah, oh, usually I'm so glad to have you thing, back so fast. Way. I know. Awesome. <laughs> uh, okay. So you still been dating? A little bit. Okay. Um, I've um, recently went on like, a couple dates and they weren't boring. Okay. Um, or a step up from boring. Step up from boring. They had some other, you know, flags. Issues. Yeah. Was it the, what wasn't boring about this? Was, personality. Okay. They so, have personality. Okay. So they had some personality. Yes. Very <laughs> a lot nice. Of people don't. Very nice. <laughs> um, easy to talk to, fun when we went out and everything. Um, there's personality, you know, make each other laugh. Personality. 
just person I'm, which I feel like I emphasized the last time is just that like that one person I'm thinking of just there was no personality <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were on the way. I was walking you to your car uh, after the last one, and you were just like, "I feel like I'm not asking for a lot." <laughs> you were like, "I feel like I'm not asking for anything crazy." Like, I swear I'm not. Like, I just, I just, <laughs> I just want a personality. I, I just want and, someone. You to- know, it's. Just, I think I we may have talked about this the last time, and it's just, you know, I don't think they have personality, whereas somebody else. Man. Who probably doesn't have personality? <laughs> <laughs> that they do. Is is there a particular age range of people you're dating? Um. Yeah i I don't really like younger. Um. Okay. And by younger, I mean like, I don't even like a, like a year a year younger could be pushing it. <laughs> <laughs> um. There is somebody you don't even like people your age. I I, I don't like people. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, no, I mean, like I could do, um, my, I had an ex who was a year younger. Um, I feel like two years younger. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if, if it, if it, if we clicked and it worked, it worked, Mm. but I'm not like, oh, like, oh, you're 28. (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, But like, there's somebody super, super fresh, super new. Um, but he's a year younger. Um, and we really click. So, um, that's as you know. That's as young yeah. <laughs> doing. Okay. Um, okay. I'm just trying to think about what stage of life they're in, like what they may be into exactly. And you know, this isn't everything, but maybe how much social media they grew up inside and all this sort of stuff. And I just think that it, I mean, it just age makes a big difference to me. You know, it's like I know where I was when I was 21. I know where I was when tw- when I was 25. I know where where I was last year. And it's just um you're constantly obviously well, hopefully growing and maturing and it's just that that mindset at that time is just very different than, you know, each, each year is just very different. Yeah. Um <clears throat> Yeah. And, and some people as you're giving room for evolve differently than mm-hmm. other people. So, it, you know, it can. Yeah. So it's not to knock that, you know, different. if I yeah. was dating somebody who is 25, 26. That it was. <laughs> I get it. Um, the reason I bring up the social media aspect of it is because I think that one of my many reasons as to why people are finding so many boring activities out there uh, with other people is there once was a time when, not to say that propaganda hasn't always been a thing, but it was just, you really had to, like, find it. You you really had to see it. Like, people had to get that propaganda to you, whether it was through newspapers or word of mouth, but, like, they had to get it to you. But there... But there's been a whole lot more thinking for oneself in the past where you were just alone in in a shack with your significant other, maybe a child and a dog somewhere. You guys had to think about things on your own. You went to maybe the church or you, you spoke to some people around town and you would pick up some things from them. But it was a whole lot more thinking for oneself. Like yeah. You had to come up with ideas for things for yourself. But I think when you start siphoning information from all a lot of the same places and you start 
regurgitating a lot of the same things that you are seeing other people regurgitate from other people. It's just being passed down a line and everyone's just being fed a lot of the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so for a lot of people that are super, super tapped in into social media threads and they do not have great critical thinking skills to be able to parse through those things on their own. They just they just look at some shit and they take that as their own. And so if you're meeting a bunch of people that are doing a lot of the same thing, then you're I have met too many people that just think that a lot of people are not only boring, but just iterations of the last person that they just saw or talked to or went on a date with. And you could say, oh, their view on X is this then I probably know their view on Y and Z as well. Like just from knowing this bit of information, that probably means that they're about this, they do this, mm-hmm. they listen to this, they hang out with these type of people, and they their political view is probably that, mm-hmm. right? And for you to even have that feeling about someone is weird. You shouldn't feel that way. Right. Like As complex as human beings are, and as, as much in this book... That, that I love so much called The Art of Public Speaking by Dale Carnegie. There's a quote that says, with as much multiform nature as there is, there should not be, or originality ought not be so rare. So just like there's so much to pull from on this planet, right? There's so much to, to observe within oneself, Right. And so many questions to to be asked and to be sought after. But if you don't get in tune and in touch with those things, then you're just looking externally and you're just grasping at the same thing that your cohort, your, you know, very close circle of people. Or if you're on Twitter, whoever you follow, whatever they're grasping at, whatever mm-hmm. they're looking at. And you're just like suckling from the it's same like from the same thing. And so, you know, sometimes you just you just be like, oh, yeah, I know what type of I know what type of person you are. Which uh, is putting them in a box. Which is putting them in a box. Yeah. Uh, but but sometimes you'd be right. Yeah. Like sometimes people do just kind of embody a certain mm-hmm. character as opposed to being a very eclectic mosaic of mm-hmm. a human, you know, um, like there's there's no better to me, there's no better compliment than, wow, you are such a breath of fresh air. Like you just, just it's just nice being around something just On fresh the other side and of just, just different, just new for once. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just not a carbon copy cutout. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's nice. Yeah. So I think that that's, that's one thing. I don't know if you felt that, if you've ever been like dating various people and just felt like I've seen you before. Like I, I don't know. Maybe you're seeing past and you're seeing more to people than that. So maybe that's not coming across to you. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever necessarily come across somebody like that. Um, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, that, that must mean that. Well, that's good. Cause that probably means that you're just seeing more depth to people. Yeah, and I'm kind of, like, picky about who I actually, like, you know, go on a date with. Because um, if I, you know, for, like, conversing, texting, or on the phone, like, I don't, and I and I see that mundane kind of personality, 
um, then I'm not going to meet up with you because it's just not. Oh, you can see it through the text and stuff is what you're saying. I mean, I. And it's, I feel like I can, and it's hard because there are people who, um, oh, I'm better on the phone or I'm better in person. Um, I don't want to talk on the phone every single time we talk. Mm. Um, I feel like I can hold like a good conversation texting, um, showing some personality and just having good conversation. Um, so if you can't do that at least once, if it's just like one word kind of answers, like, oh, how'd you sleep? Cool. What are you doing? What? What are you up to? And I'm like, no, that's boring. That's boring. Mm, yeah. um, and then I give people the benefit of the doubt and I will meet up with them. And I'm just like, this is why I didn't want to do this. <laughs> this is why I didn't want to do this. I, I just. Yeah. Yeah. That texting stuff can be difficult because I know um, just I've seen it go wrong. I've seen people try to put personality into it and. Like certain people's personality maybe just doesn't work well through text. Because maybe they have like a darker sense of humor or it's like kind of goofy and like without the tone and the facial expression. And I, just, I totally get that. Yeah. I think that I, I just I just need more in-depth conversation. You know, it doesn't have like you don't have to your personality can be different in person than it is texting. I'll give you that. That makes sense. You know, it's in person. It's on it's words. I totally understand. But like if you if we can't have like any kind of in-depth conversation texting um you don't have to throw in some person out but just like let's have a conversation <laughs> just a conversation it doesn't have to be so i'm like if every time i look at my phone i have to roll my eyes because i'm just like can mm. can we do like a minimum word limit i'm not saying you have to write a harry potter novel but like a just a conversation i like to have like some kind of like intellectual conversation something just beyond the surface um level of just oh like how's your day oh it's doing well i did this da, da, da. like how's yours good Boy, bye. Yeah. I I know that a lot of things that I say may seem very drastic, very, very uh, superfluously poetic, right? I truly, truly, truly do believe that the art of conversation is being lost. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if people think that it's getting better, but I, I truly, like, as I look out, and I have conversations with people. I just, you know, just through life, just walking around and you talk to people and you have the leveling of anxiety that people have. And I totally get that. But just how to have one, like how to just sit in front of someone and have one, it seems very, very daunting to a lot of people. And sometimes as I'm talking to people about the podcast, and I'll see someone and I'll see some personality that I would I would love to mm-hmm. talk to. And I I propose that they come on the podcast. They'll go look at some clips or listen to a little bit and they'll come to me. And it's usually some milk of like. Yeah, like I heard a little bit of it, but like, how does that like, how does that map on to me, though? Like how like what would it be like if I was there? And I'm like, well. I don't know. Like it, it would it would be you instead of the person that you heard me talking to. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, you know, like I like I know a lot about like this thing or this thing. And like I could talk about I could talk about fishing or I could talk. And I'm like, OK. We could talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, we also could just sit down. And and just talk. Is this like are these people who like you you. Do you have these conversations like conversations with 
you know, in outside of the pod, like you can just you're just whether it's at work or you're just hanging out, you do have. Yeah, but they they sort of forget. So the thing is, is. There are different styles of conversation. There are different levels, like there's levels to everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what we have here is distractionless. Long form in-person discussion. Mm-hmm. That is a very particular type of conversation. A lot of conversation for people these days aren't necessarily long form. They're not necessarily distractionless or in person. I know a lot of people that make friends online as they're gaming mm-hmm. and you you find a friend in you know what I mean in Russia or you got a friend in Singapore and mm-hmm. y'all y'all get online and y'all talking like that's your friend and I've like in this day and age people they're like no like I have friends in Singapore mm-hmm. like we get on and we play Apex we play Fortnite like that's my friend that's what they call their friend mm-hmm. um so that's not in person and it's not a a long form discussion you're you're playing a video game and you're like yo shoot that guy oh shit go come over here build this right so it's, that's a different type of mm-hmm. conversation we're talking about and a lot of the conversation that happens just maybe at a coffee shop or at your job isn't distractionless right because there's always an out like you can always pull up your phone and scroll or, you know, start texting someone or you're people you, watching, people watching You're at a bar with the games on. And yeah, there's always something. There's always something. Mm-hmm. So this is very particular. Yeah. So people kind of forget that this exists mm-hmm. because they don't, they don't participate in it. Yeah. That's real. Like this, all this is all there used to be. This, this is for a long time. This is all humans had was this mm-hmm. sort of space. We, we've just forgotten about that. We've gotten so far away from it. We kind of forget that this is a thing. Now, this sort of conversation on a podcast is a novelty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's very, very fascinating how quickly that happened. But this is a novel thing that's happening. Yeah. It's very unique. So they're trying to like wrap their mind around like, but yeah, but what do you talk about? They're like, what? It, but what is it though? Yeah. Like, I, like I understand you're saying it's it's conversation, it's free form, long discussion, conversation, distraction. Like, but like, but what's the topic though? Yeah. Like, what do you like? What would I be talking about? And I'm like, you're getting further and further away from the point here. Mm-hmm. There have like some people, it's very very difficult for them to wrap their head around. Put your phone away. Sit down <laughs> and let's chat. Yeah. That's like I was with Shelby the other day and I told her that I was coming here and she was like, what do you guys like talk about? And I was like, we just like we just sit down and we just talk, you know, I'm like with some people, you might have some like topics in your mind that, you know, if it's somebody who's coming on about like their brand or something, you might like talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, it would just, it's just conversation. It'd be, you know, whether we would have this exact same conversation. If we were outside, you know, in the living room or whatever, not in here. It's just it's just conversation. It's just yeah, it's just the set and setting mm-hmm. makes it it gives a different feel to it. Yeah. Um, which which I clearly I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is gonna be episode one hundred and ninety six. That's we're, crazy. We're almost, yeah, almost That's crazy. I was kinda laughing to myself the other day thinking about um, you know, when you guys first started potting and you talking about how you're on your phone, you're, you're like doing the dishes, making food, <laughs> come a long way. 
yeah, man. You gotta you gotta start. You gotta start somewhere. Um, you gotta start somewhere, but you gotta start though. Mm-hmm. You gotta start. Yeah. That's that's the thing. Um, yeah, it's it's very very different, and I think a huge lesson that I've been learning, and it's very difficult to conceptualize it unless you've done it in certain ways for yourself is. You have to get out of your own way in order to allow great things to happen for you. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, like we're in the way trying to insert and assert ourselves, our egos into a situation because we believe that we're the magic. There was, matter of fact, I'm glad you're here. There was an episode that I had with you, and it was after I had watched the movie King Richard with my family. Mm-hmm. You'd ask me a question about, like, where do you want to take the pod? Where do you see this going? And I said some wild shit, like, oh, I'm taking it to the moon. Like, <laughs> if I keep talking like this on here, then it's, I don't understand how it couldn't. And I look back at moments like that, like, that was that was Earl Stokes. <laughs> <laughs> He's about to get a Grammy for the pod. <laughs> I was trying to win a pod Grammy. I was trying to win the. I was trying to win the Pammy. <laughs> like, and you know, wild where I was at that point in time versus now. Like you were saying about age, and like hopefully there's mm-hmm. a constant evolution taking place. I look back at that episode like, what the f- if you don't get the fuck out Are of you here? Microdosing then? I wasn't. Um, Which is crazy because I I could be wrong, but I feel like we've talked since that time and it's just like, you know, I could do this today and have one viewer and I'm like, I'm we're just chilling. I'm gonna keep doing this. Oh, yeah. I don't need to take it (laughs) throughout the galaxy. (laughs) Oh, I just I'm just so he said Earl Stokes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> You're not oh, wrong. That's <laughs> oh, so funny. I just, uh, I love you, man. <laughs> just in case you listen. And you can get that Grammy. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm just not looking for the Pammy. <laughs> I just, mm-hmm. I just am so grateful because I, I know that in through my conversations with people, that so many people do not have the thing in their life. Like they don't, there isn't this thing that, that they just zone into and lose themselves in and have so much fun and grasp, grasp so much meaning out of it. Like the, everyone doesn't have that thing. And money's nice. You know, it, it brings you things for sure. It can allow you to do things. Maybe you couldn't do without it. I completely, you know, understand that. But having that thing and being able to have the time to carve out to do it, especially for me to be able to have this platform and and have these things here and be able to just press these buttons and record this shit and facilitate this space. And the biggest part, hearkening back to you saying me texting you or anyone else and saying thank you for your time. I couldn't, I could not emphasize that more, right? Don't nobody want to hear me talking to me. And I don't want to be in here talk, <laughs> talking to me. I recorded some of those. I don't want to do that. They, they were, 
Of just you? Yeah. Oh. There was way back. I, I did like the essays that I wrote, though. They were like, because I was just writing essays just for the fun of writing essays, like thinking about topics such as drawing parallels between seemingly unrelated things, because I love doing that. Um, I wrote an essay on originality. And, and so I was just I would just record these and I just posted them up as their own episodes. Mm-hmm. But the fact that other humans will come into this house and sit down with me and record and spend their time just talking to me like this. I'm wildly grateful for that. Like, it's not I can't just take that for granted. Like, it's not just I can't just assume that that is everyone's experience or that everyone would be granted that if they asked for people to come and talk to them at their house. Right. So it, I'm just so grateful that people come and do this thing. It's in and help me facilitate that space that brings me so much meaning mm-hmm. and, and they find meaning and, and love and happiness and fun in it, too, or whatever it is that they find in it. You know, like that's that's fucking awesome. Like, I don't know what else to say about it. Like, it, it's so it's so cool. So just the fact that I can do this means the world to me mm-hmm. and and that's and that's a much more that's a much better and healthier intention for me as opposed to going intergalactic <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad that you have grounded yourself <laughs> it feels so much better to do it with with that being the base as you said the the groundedness mm-hmm. to it. it's you can just be in the moment more, which we know you love. You don't have to worry about like, oh, is this the one? Did our did our rocket take off this time? And uh, I'm, you know, uh, out in space now. Uh, that just yeah, that just doesn't even <laughs> that just sounds icky now. Just hearing it back and just just thinking about it. Like it's just not that's not fun. We all have those moments. Yeah. Yeah. You just gotta take a second and figure out like what like what the fuck it is you're doing. You must have just for. been like inspired by what was the movie King King Richard? Uh, yeah. Maybe you just like I think it was that, but I think it was other things too. I think for a long time I was trapped inside of my mind. And you're soak shit. Yeah. I don't think quarantine helped. I wasn't giving quarantine its proper respect. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I like I knew that it had had a huge mental shift for a lot of people but for some reason i was like placing myself outside of that <laughs> like i wasn't that's like complete opposite spectrums than like most people would have been around that time yeah like, oh, I i'm not going anywhere with this you know quarantine da, da, da. whereas you're like nah fuck that we are we are going i just i think often we like to believe that we can be stronger than our environments and you like to think that like you bring you greatness right so so again speaking about like let's let me make it very particular and specific to this thing as opposed to me thinking that i'm bringing something magical to this thing um what i really think is happening is that i've just facilitated a space where this thing just happens, right? It's like, it's like my level of anxiety and just overall coolness, we'll call it for the, for the time, um, is not based upon Earl. Earl ain't shit on his own, but it's 
the exercise, the constant stretching, the cold, hot therapy, the conversations I have with people, my daily dietary intake, it's the massages, it's all these other things. It's the system of my life that I've built that allow me to be who I am and and show up in the world the way that I do. Earl ain't shit on his own. It's the system that was built that allows me to show up this way. So like that's what's needed. So it's not like I come in here and it's Earl's world. Earl's this guy that he's a (laughs) wizard and he creates all this cool conversation. No, no. One, it's it's collaborative Mm -hmm. because we're here together having a fun time. And it's more so just the fact that there are no distractions in this room. And if you, you watch any movie where human beings got stuck somewhere together. Whether it be it's it's Saw and they're trying to figure out how to fuck to get out of this room before they die somehow mm-hmm. um, and they just got a whole day to figure it out or it's some people stuck in an elevator. There are a lot of those movies. Any moment we're in in cell reception being nil, like null and void, that that has to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. You're stuck somewhere and it's like, oh, damn, there's no cell reception. You're out in the wilderness. Oh. Fuck, no cell reception. That is a huge point to this, is that there, it's distractionless. It's you, nature, being the birds, the fucking woods, leaves, and another person, mm-hmm. whatever. Where things just start coming up. Like, you just start looking at the other person, and you're like, so, what do you do for a living? <laughs> like, you just... You just start asking questions. So what do you do for a living? Like, oh, you know, I do this, but, you know, my passion's really this. I wish I had more time to do it, but my kids and this, and I feel bad. And just shit just starts to mm-hmm. come up. You don't really have to try hard. I think that the trying is the what gets in the way. It's mm-hmm. the assertion of oneself trying to make something happen. Just go with the flow. As opposed to getting the fuck out of the way right. and allowing the thing to just happen. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I've that's what I've been learning much more as as time has been going by. And so the rigidity and structure of my life is its sole purpose is to encourage the looseness. Right. So, um, yeah, that's 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 my two cents. I mean, five cents, <laughs> a dollar on on that. Yeah. Well, and I get, you know, some people like this person you're talking about, it's like, well, like, what are, you know, what are we going to talk about? Because um, I feel like, you know, you know, you can come on and listen and I don't know, it's not like you're talking about sports. So I don't, you know, I feel like once they listen, they would get an idea that you're just kind of having a conversation. Um, I can see where, you know, those nerves would be for the first time. I think I was nervous, you know, my first couple of times coming on and the more I'm here, I'm like, eh, this conversation, whatever. Um, but also a big key part is the person who's hosting the pod. You know, if you couldn't have, if you weren't the person who you are able to have these conversations so easily, then it's like, well, we'd be sitting here twiddling our thumbs. So Mm -hmm. it's like, if somebody I think knows you well enough, or has at least had one or two conversations with you where you are able to get into that conversational conversation style that you are so good at. And it's like, oh, okay, well, like, what are we going to talk about? We're just going to come and talk. Oh, okay, like, all right, it's going to be a little bit nervous, but, like, you come on. It's like, okay, well, it's with Earl, so, like, the conversation's always going to be flowing. There's always going to be something to talk about, which makes it more comfortable mm. to just, you know, rather than just being like, ah, Yeah, know. yeah, uh, yes, and I'm glad you brought that up because 
I do this. I do this often. Uh, Von Marie gets upset with me about it, about being what she says is like overly humble in certain situations. I do not mean to flippantly say that I haven't done massive research on conversation and interpersonal communication specifically throughout the last 10 years. I have read countless books on shit like lie detection. Oh. Um, what was her name? She was like a, I think she worked with like the FBI and CIA and different police departments. It was like Janine Driver, I believe was her name. Yeah, she was really good. So I would read books on lie detection, read books on small talk, read books on uh, having conversations with very high emotional stakes, just interpersonal communications, textbooks on body language, tone, verbiage, public speaking. Like I would just I would just read all these sorts of things because I was vastly interested in them. And I also remember whilst reading all this stuff, it would be at the forefront of my mind. So that's when I was thinking about steps to things often. So when I would be having interactions with people, it was a bit clunky in my mind. It probably seemed decent to the. I was probably always above average, mm-hmm. so it seemed better than but other you people's always conversations. Had like the gears turning to figure out what's like, next. Yeah, and... like yes, like what's the next thing to talk about? Like how do I, how do I string this thing into the next thing and make it interesting? Mm-hmm. What it, what are their facial expressions saying to me? What is their body language? What is their Legs crossed means their arms crossed, them fidgeting. What is like I'm calculating all Mm -hmm. of these things whilst having the conversation with them consciously whilst trying to think about what it is I'm speaking about and what the future holds. And it was wild, Mm -hmm. wild, wild, wild. But I I suppose that that's just a lot of the, the beginning practices that are just building blocks. Yeah. Because you know. I was going to say, you know, reading all those books and doing all your research, that's all, you know, good. That's all good, <laughs> said and done and whatnot. Like, all right, yeah, I could ask you a question. What does this mean? Like, oh, I know the answer to that one. <laughs> but that doesn't take away the fact that, like, it's also because of just who you are as a person. You know, mm. this person who's not very good at a conversation can go read all that same stuff and mm. they're not going to be able to hop on here and do this way that you do mm. it. So it's yeah. still part of the personality and just who you are as a person. Yeah. But that's great that you did all that research and hopefully stop thinking about those. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. No, not, <laughs> nothing now. <clears throat> nothing now. Yeah. Um, which is which is amazing. Yeah. It's great. It's been such a weight lifted yeah. to just to just be there with someone. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's beautiful. It's a world of difference. Mm-hmm. It's a world yeah. of difference. Which is just, um, you know, these people who I think are so nervous to come on here um, because it is, like you said, I mean, you are in this secluded kind of no distractions at all. Um, these are people who, you know, you go out and maybe you're out to eat or something and they're on their phone or they're just like, you know, people watching and whatnot. It's the phone one that drives me crazy. Cause like when I go out, to, when I'm hanging out with somebody, I don't like to be on my phone. Like I'm, yeah. I'm with that person. When I go out to eat, I turn my phone face down or I have it like down on the table or the chair or something. Um, but then there's people who just, just have to be on their phone. And it's just like, well, you can't, you can't be here having this conversation. So like I have to wait until 
you're finished looking at whatever it is that you're looking at to have a conversation with you. Or maybe you say that you're listening, but like, I don't feel like you're listening if I'm talking and you're looking at your phone, um, which just this day and age, people just can't, can't, can't do. They can't um, separate themselves. So being in here, like, that's like anxiety driven for them. Yeah. What I will say is that there is an amazing communications book uh, by a woman named Sherry Turkle. And it's called Reclaiming Conversation. And it just, it speaks about where we are, where we're headed with these phones and children, because children are so, you know, children, children are mm-hmm. highly perceptive. You think that they're not thinking, but that just means that you're not paying attention mm-hmm. to them because they looking mm-hmm. and they are observing and they are, they are grasping concepts that you're not even grasping. Mm-hmm. And they know when you're paying attention to them and when you're not. Mm -hmm. They fucking know. Yeah. So they're just kids out there trying to have conversations with their parents, but their parents, you know, they're checking their emails, trying to, you know, their work emails or whatever, and or they're playing Candy Crush or whatever the fuck it is they're doing. Their parents are scrolling on TikTok, looking at recipes or whatever they're looking at. And and the kids just want to yeah. To speak to their parents. It's like, but look, they mom, can't. look, look, look. It's like, I see, I see you, baby. Like, I see you. I see you. It looks right. really good. And it's like, you're not. All right. Exactly. I'm going to just go. And what that does with time, it, because if those are the people that birthed you, those are the people that love you, take care of you, it starts to, it, it starts to birth this idea that people don't really care about what you have going on, what you're thinking about, what you're feeling. And then if you go out into the world and you see more of that out there and you come back home and that's what's going on at home, then you just start to get this understanding that people don't really give a fuck mm-hmm. about you. People don't care about people. Are just people are out here like they're listening, but they're not really like hearing what you're saying. And Yeah, like they're, they're not actively listening, you know, inquiring mm-hmm. about like curiously like, oh, tell me about that thing that you just said. Yeah. Like, OK, I heard you. Oh, that's nice. But I'm, I'm interested in this one point that you just said about that. Could you expound on that part? Mm-hmm. Like people don't do that often because when they do, it, it strikes you. You're like, yeah. oh, you you want to yeah. know about that thing that I just said? Like you want me to speak more about that? Yeah, I'm really interested in that thing you just yeah. said. Oh, OK. Sure. Yeah. Like, Which I've definitely had ex- um, experiences like that because I, ha- I mean, I have some friends. I mean love them whatever but it's like I, I you know i'm talking and like you like flat out just aren't listening at all <laughs> <laughs> at all and some of them that's just the you know just little like they just that's just them um but like flat out just really not listening um and there's times where i talk with somebody and like i'll say something you know just kind of thinking it's just gonna like keep going and then they have that kind of reaction it's like they ask me more questions I'm like oh Honestly, I wasn't even prepared to like talk about this because I didn't even think that you were really listening. <laughs> I was not anticipating your interest right. in what I had to say. Uh, and, and it's, you know, it's fascinating. But a point I wanted to bring up, I wanted to remark on you turning your phone upside down because I also do the same thing. Either it's a way in a way that they can't even see it. It's mm-hmm. in a pocket or it's off somewhere or it's upside down. Yeah, I usually put it on D&D and then flip it upside down or put What's it like D&D? do not disturb. Oh, um, yeah. Gotcha. Sorry. Sorry. No, no, no. You got it. Um, so, yeah, I put it upside down because there's been research and I don't know if it's, you know, seven times or ten times. I forgot what it is. But if a phone is present and it's up up facing, there is some ungodly amount more that a human is less likely to speak with the human in front of them about something important to them because 
they have, there's the implicit understanding that if that phone starts to go off, that person is available for it. They're mm-hmm. going to pick it up. Yeah. Right. And it would crush that person to start speaking about something that they are very interested in or they feel deeply about. And then you, you start picking up your phone as I'm talking about, you know, yeah. how I feel since my grandma died or, you know, the new job career change that mm-hmm. I decided to make that I'm really, really excited for. And I feel like it's a new chapter for yeah. me or whatever the case. It could just be about you changing your hair style, your hair color and how it, that has made you feel mm-hmm. differently. And, but if you're interested in that and then someone just starts picking up the phone, yeah. you just uh, automatically you drop. And out I don't like, like okay. to repeat myself. Um, you know, obviously, if it's like you just genuinely didn't hear me like, yeah, OK. But like if it's like if I know it's like, you know, what, don't even worry about it. I, yeah. If if it wasn't that important to begin with, we'd like, no, nah, just something more about it. It's not a big deal. I'll be okay. Yeah. 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 Like I don't I don't care enough to just try to get this point across to you. Like that's not what I'm in this conversation mm-hmm. for, just to get my thoughts and opinions over to you. Yeah. I'm trying to have some play here. Right. Like the, we're supposed to be playing together. Right. This is this should be fun <laughs> yeah. for us. Yeah. I, I truly, truly, truly believe we're getting further and further we away. We for sure are. And, and that this, is, this sort of medium is just going to become more and more novel. I was, I was, I mean, I was at the urinal yesterday <laughs> uh, taking a piss. And where I work, they put up newspapers in front of you at the urinal to look at. And there were like four different articles on the front. And it was like one about a musician. There was one about some politics, some other thing. Is then, it like like new newspaper? I think yeah. Every it's like cool. it's like the day's yeah. newspaper, uh, Washington Post, I believe it usually is. And there was like one right in front of me that I was like, "What is this about?" And it was the like book annotations becoming an art form. So on Instagram, I believe her name is like Blair Thompson, if I'm remembering that from reading this thing for 10 seconds would be crazy if I got that name right. I think it's Blair Thompson (laughs) that has an Instagram that's kind of like popping off and it's it's her annotations of books that she reads. So she reads very interesting books. She's clearly very interested in the books that she reads. But then what's what people are finding more of an interest in are her annotations of the books because people are starting to be interested in what she's interested in whilst reading a book. Sort of like us having a conversation and be like, oh, you touched on an interesting point. Can you expound a bit more there? Or like, mm-hmm. how does that make you feel? Like, it's it's the same thing. It's like you, you're having someone read a book and they're skillful at reading. And so they're making these annotations. They're highlighting themes in small quotes that they feel like are really setting up pivotal points for the book or for the character or for the storyline. And then so people are reading these things on her Instagram, just like, oh, wow, like that's so fascinating that she thinks that this is such a pivotal point in the book, because maybe that's something that I would have just skipped right mm-hmm. over. I would have just read it as it just gives you a new perspective, another yeah, sentence in the book. So it gives you a whole new perspective of the book. Mm-hmm fascinating stuff man super fascinating but for her to just to to have that attention and to have that love for that and to be able to bring that to other people is like that's so awesome but that's a certain level of attention and and love that's that is one thing about social media that i that i do love because that's people using it for for just like very beautiful 
very beautiful things. People mm-hmm. getting into words and books and ways that they wouldn't have before unless scrolling through Instagram and finding this person on their explore page or yeah. whatever the case. Yeah, because, I mean, times are changing regardless. Um, so yeah, gonna you're going to have to use, you know, these new platforms for things like that. But it's it's nice that people can use the platforms for that rather than like, oh, I went to the Bahamas and... Um, yeah, I mean, and if, you know, and I don't even want to shun those. Like, if that's No, because you, I definitely went to the Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, if that's, you know, you want to post it, I get it. You know, you were look you were... You were looking good. You felt good. You felt great. The sun, it was golden hour. You're sitting under a fucking mango tree somewhere and the the waves are coming up just right. For some reason, a dolphin just happened to jump up (laughs) right over top of you. There's a rainbow over top of the dolphin. You got to get that. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) You got to get that. And please post it because I want to see it. (laughs) I get it. But it's nice that people can still use that platform um, for things that they're passionate about like that as well. Yeah, so. that's really dope. Mm-hmm. I I, um, I really love that. I've been on, speaking of you saying grounded, right? Uh, not intergalactic. <laughs> Glad to have you with us. <laughs> if, I still dena- if I still named the episodes as opposed to just being the person's name, the name of this would be intergalactic. <laughs> Either that or... Easier said than yeah. done. Yep. <laughs> Either one of those. <laughs> um, it might it might have been easier said than done, but I'm going intergalactic. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, fuck, what was I just talking about? Uh, oh, yeah. The groundedness is I've been on a content cleanse of sorts. Content in the very conventional colloquialism way of of speaking about content. The content is all around us all the time. It's, as I said before, in nature, it's in us, it's everywhere. So I'm siphoning from different places now. I mean, I've always been a pretty introspective Mm -hmm. person, but there's, I was speaking to Keon, I was uh, waiting for my car to get fixed. And I was waiting. I was waiting for my car to get fixed. I walked across the street to a place called Via Roma. That's that's nearby. It's a little pizza spot. Very very nice. It had a nice little like mushroom, olive, parmesan. Not you. That's okay. That's okay. We all do different stuff. You don't gotta. <laughs> you don't gotta do that. Every time I throw the olive in there, people just like. Vroom. You lost me the mushrooms. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, but definitely the olive. Um. <laughs> Damn. Okay. So, so yeah, I was, I was eating this pizza. They have fan. I don't know what it is they're doing over there, but they make a phenomenal pizza. It has nothing to do with the story. So (laughs) I call Keon or Keon calls me and we start talking and I'm talking to him about some of the things that I'm trying to do to ground myself, a lot of the content cleansing. And he said something that was interesting to me because I had been thinking about this. He was like, I recognize that there was a time when I wasn't on Twitter. But I don't remember what life was like then. I like I don't remember what I was doing. And, That's and such a good point. And, and I wonder for people that are heavily on Twitter and threads and Instagram and Pinterest and anything else. Snap, threads? snap. It's like a, I think it was, is that the new thing on Instagram? I think it was supposed to be like a, 
like a Twitter alternative or an X alternative. Mm-hmm. I think it was supposed to be one of those. It may have fizzled out by now. I'm not certain, but I think I believe it was supposed okay. to be that. Um, I believe it was something that was kind of created by more left leaning people since Elon Musk took over X and started allowing a lot more of the right leaning people to have a voice because they were being banned a whole lot before. So political stuff that I don't really know too much about. So don't take my word for it. But I kind of believe that that's, okay. that's sort of where that came from. Um, anywho. I wonder how many people feel that way. Like if I put all of this away, what lies for me beyond all of this? And, and that's a great question for mm-hmm. anyone to ask themselves. What would your thoughts be about? What would your attention because it's not like you just stop having thoughts. It's not like your attention just gets away from you and you're now in just some dark void of the Although planet. there are people who don't have a subconscious. Like oh, they, they, I think we've talked you, about yeah, I mean, we've talked about this a article while ago. about um, yeah. yeah, where they just like you have like your inner monologue. Like, yes, yes, some yes. people who just don't have that. Right. So the question rare, so the question would be what would it be if you were not and by the way, that inner monologue thing, there was a guy, I forgot his, his name now, but he worked as a professor at the University of Las Vegas. Um, yeah, definitely forgot his name off the top of my head. But he does interviews with people, kind of questioning them about their experience and kind of unearthing the complexity and lack thereof inner dialogue within mm-hmm. people. It's very fascinating stuff. He has all of his work on on YouTube. I forget his name at the time. Anywho, um, how fascinating. Mm-hmm. And and so to think if you if you turned off your music, if if you didn't have the impulse when you were about to wash dishes or clean your house or take a drive somewhere, if you didn't have the impulse to turn on music or turn on a podcast or turn on the news or turn on anything. And you just decided to just wash the dishes or just take out the trash or just take a walk with no headphones or just drive. Like, what would your what would your mind do now? I think that that's scary for a lot of people and they don't want to find out because a lot of people do not feel very good about thoughts coming up, thoughts arising. That scares a lot of people just being alone with their own thoughts. I understand that. Um. But just the fact that he said that, like, I don't remember what it was like. Like, what, like, what was I doing? What was I paying attention to? That's a great question mm-hmm. to ask yourself. What were you paying attention to? Like he, was like, he was like, was I just looking at the road when I was driving? Was I just looking at the other cars and looking at the road instead of possibly looking at my phone? Well, you, like, shouldn't, I, you shouldn't be doing that. But period. But <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I mean, I like. Was I paying more attention to the people like, social around me? Platforms then, but um, Twitter was like the start. I mean, we had yeah, like, like you know, MySpace, well, my, Tumblr. Yeah, um, but like you wasn't. But see, the technology we had at the time wasn't enough to like be on your phone, like on right. MySpace. Right. Like that, that was you went home to your desktop, yeah. waiting for the dialogue exactly very, <laughs> to, change, yeah. to code for all we are coding for sure and then doing our top eight yeah for yeah. sure very very different time mm-hmm. so just fascinating to mm-hmm. think like what would you do and and i i would like to challenge some people and just say do a week if you can i know you know Vamarie marie decided she was gonna try to do it alongside me 
And she was like, it's it's fascinating because I didn't think it would be so difficult, like in the first few hours, you know, like you just you have an impulse to just like grab your phone and, and like play something whilst you're doing something else. Like you just have the impulse. Let me play some music. Let me mm-hmm. put this podcast on. Like you just have the impulse. So you just like, grab at your phone. You're like, whoa, like, so let me put that back down and just do it. Let me it's just, just a reflex. Like, let me just like what happened if you would just cook some food and sit down at the table and just look at the food as you ate it and just like chewed the food and thought about the flavor profiles of the food and like you weren't doing anything else mm-hmm. with it. So it, it's a very interesting endeavor. I find it relaxing. I mean, typically, like if I'm doing something, I'll have music playing. Like I said, it's just like a normal thing to do. Um, But there are times where either it's been a long day at work or I'm coming, I'm just coming home from something and I just either I'm just tired or overstimulated from whatever's going on during the day where I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to listen to anything. I don't want to talk on the phone. I don't want to listen to music. I don't want the TV on. I just want to like be in the kitchen or just do the, just do whatever with just like nothing. Um, And I find it relaxing. It's funny because there is this meme that people have sent around of when you're in your car ride home from a stressful ass day of work with just you don't the even wind- put the music on with just the windows down. You're just driving, zoning out. So that so clearly there's something in us that tells us that that is like a de-stimulation, mm-hmm. decompression sort of thing. Yeah. Like let's just let's just listen to. No- I need nothing yeah. right now. I just need to. Yeah. And it's, it's like it's, when you almost get in a car accident, it's like, oh, music's off. <laughs> it's it's fascinating. Yeah. It's a it's a very beautiful thing to do to just kind of l- just turn down the stimulation mm-hmm. a bit. Just turn it down. Yeah. Because there's still plenty there. Again, the thoughts will arise like thoughts will arise. It's a natural thing. Um, And you will just start like observing things that maybe you weren't before. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. Oh, I didn't even realize that that store was there. Yeah. Or like, you know? Yeah. Though I'm not really one to to drive without music. Yeah. Um, you, I, need the, you need that. Yeah. I mean, I, I even remember like growing up when my mom was like taking me to like my, my horse riding lessons. Um, You know, we'd get in the car, we'd talk a little bit. And then like if there was no conversation, I'd be like, we, I don't care what it is, but I need something in the background. I need mm. to have some kind of music going. Yeah. Um, it can be low, but I just need... What happens that. if it's not there? You start getting a little antsy. A or? little bit, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. See, I think that's the. I think that's the thing. Yeah. Like people are just like, oh, like something. I need something mm-hmm. to happen right. around me. Like yeah. something needs to be overtly stimulating. Yeah. Because as I'm saying, I think that there's always something. Ha- like life is happening mm-hmm. around you. I just think something needs to be overtly stimulating yep. to sort of grasp your attention. Yeah. It's very fascinating. Just need something in the background. Yeah. But just the idea of I don't even remember what life was like before. Yeah. Which is crazy because like I can remember like when I made my Twitter. I remember I was talking about with a friend in class and I'm like, oh, I I don't know. I don't know how to do this. Like, what do I make my handle and stuff? But like, yeah, before that. There was no handle. There was no handle. Like, what what did we do? (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that we, Hmm. um, I think that our generation was right on time because it was, you know, kids are obviously these days are coming are coming out with a phone in their hand. Um, and I think that like I remember, you know, playing outside and doing all these things. And like I didn't get a phone until I think eighth grade and it was like my dad's hand me down flip phone. Um I didn't get a smartphone until like junior year. Um whereas I mean kids just generations have changed. Um and I think that we were the perfect 
like in between generation. Yeah, yeah, I do like where we're settled. Mm -hmm. I do enjoy that. Yeah. <sighs> Good times being young. Yeah. Just running around being reckless and then starting to learn the internet, starting to figure out what all these things were, sending text messages, walkie-talking through Boost Mobile. That was my shit. Where you at? Like, that was, that was me. <laughs> there was um, an app for that, too. Um, just like walkie -talk. I don't remember what it's called. Um, mm. and we didn't all have just a little walkie-talk here. Oh. But it was a, there was an app where you kind of just, like, hit record, and then it would go to the next person, and they'd record it back. Mm. Um, I remember doing that a lot. Yeah. Good times. Mm -hmm. But, um... Yes, what we got now. Um, where are we at here? Oh yeah, we're we're right on schedule. Um, again, I, I I thank you very much for being here. I thank you for your time. I always love you dearly. You you're you're amazing. Um, and I'm very I'm just grateful for this time that we get to spend and that I get to document it mm -hmm. this way. This is awesome. Because like I said.